All right. Good afternoon. It's Thursday. Welcome to Daring Live. Thank you for joining us today. Um, it's nearly Christmas. It's nearly the end of the year. We're all very excited after what's been a fairly eventful year for all of us, um, which let me just announce right at the top of this uh, episode. Uh, typically, we don't do this, but Deering is going to be closed over the holiday period. So we, we will be closed from Wednesday the 23rd, which is next Wednesday, uh, 3 p.m., and we're going to come back on Monday the 4th. So for anybody out there who has any questions or any, any queries, customer service queries, let us know. Uh, you've got maybe just what, five, six days to get your questions in, and we will try and get to them as quickly as we can. But we're going to give our guys a break. Let them go home and relax and uh, just enjoy some time off after the year at hand. So um, another reminder as well, um, next Tuesday, this is our second to last during Live episode of 2020. It's been a blast. It's been so much fun uh, to do these this year. And it's, it's kind of, you know, out of necessity, you know, to be able to do this. Uh, and it's been, it's been a really, really, really fun thing to, to do for all of you. Um, we do have the last episode next Tuesday, which is going to be a different time, different day. So Tuesday at noon, featuring uh, the Deering family um, and a host of special guests, probably including our guest today, if I can bring him up real quick. Hey, Mr. Jens, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Great to see you, sir. That's a wonderful uh, background. You're you're in your studio today, which is yes, we're in the, actually in the in the meeting room of our of our studio. Yes, in the kitchen, mm -hmm. sort of uh, Very cool. kitchen area. Yes, Mr. Bandrowski with us as always. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here. Hey, Dave. Dave Dave's, Dave's not wearing a hat today. He's been wearing a, a variety of hats all week this week. I'm disappointed that he's not he's, wearing a hat today. He's hatless. <laughs> he's hatless, that's right. <laughs> all right. So without further ado, um, Jens, do you want to kick us off uh, with a little something-something? Yes, um, I think I'm going to play a little longer for a little something-something, just to sort of you know get us in the mood of banjo. <laughs> you, play, you play as long as you like. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. So, a little right, piece, it's, it's a little piece <laughs> called uh, a Lady with Parasol. I, Thank you. 
need a drink of water. Sorry. <laughs> you get away with that. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I'm, this is exactly what I didn't want it to happen. <laughs> sounds beautiful. But I'm sounds sorry. Yes, I, 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 sort of, I sort of, you know, got, I got nervous today, actually. <laughs> no. Well, everybody does. It's, it's, it's good to show that you're human. <laughs> yes, I, actually, I am. Yes, today I am. I had a pretty rough day, but it's all, it's all good. I'm here. You're you know, here. You know what it's you need is one of, those, one of those camelback, like water packs with a straw that just comes around so you can just. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Water while you yes. go. Yes. 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 Hey, yes. Yes. Hello. On? Yes. Oh, I'm just uh, I'm just working all day, you know, on uh, our podcast, you know, that we do with the Kruger Brothers, where we play live yep. uh, with with Uwe. Um, we used to be an entire band, you know, with Joel and and drums and everything, but now since. Um, COVID went up so much, you know, that uh, Joel is not coming in anymore and our drummer, you know, is not coming in. And so we're just working just as a trio um, out of here, out, out of the kitchen here, you know, my brother and um, uh, Melissa Carl is doing, you know, the, the video mm -hmm. um, cutting together, you know, swiping through the cameras and such. And um, so just minimalistic, but it's working. So, I, so. I, was, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed yesterday. And I was greeted by a 27-minute video of you and your brother cooking up a feast <laughs> at your kitchen table, accompanied by banjo and guitar. And it, it looked delicious. The wife screamed from the other room, did you see them cooking that thing? That looks so I, I think we're going to try that at some point over the Christmas break. How, yeah, we, well, actually, you know, um, uh, my, my father and my stepmother, they had, had the idea to run a restaurant at one point when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so uh, there was a butcher store and a restaurant uh, that that we ran as a you know four children and um, two adults and we had no other personnel. So we got up in the morning and we would you know work in the butcher store. And Uwe then became actually he went to uh, as an as an uh, as an uh, to an apprenticeship to become a butcher. Mm -hmm. And so we always cooked, and you know not that we we're great cooks, but we enjoy cooking and. Uh, and then at one point we thought, why don't we share a few of our family recipes? And we meet up in our kitchen. So we just recorded the uh, next weekend Sunday episode that will be aired on at one o'clock wow. Eastern time, you know. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, we we just uh, we made some chicken and rice last time, and I made a goulash. And uh, is there something uh, you like to do? 
just out of curiosity, you, you obviously love cooking, both of you. Is that something you do regularly, just together yeah. off camera? Yes, actually, I, I like, you know, you can tell I like food. And, uh, <laughs> and, Don't we all and, look at and you know, and, and, you know, being being in the kitchen and having a glass of wine and cooking a good meal uh, for the family or just, you know, yeah. is, is a good thing to do. It relaxes me. It's it's beautiful, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We appreciate it. We, we think we'll try some recipes. Yes. <laughs> so before we get into what we planned to talk about, yes, um, Jens, you you had some interesting news this week, I heard, and it's really cool. So uh, would you would you mind sharing it with the world? Well, yeah, I, I spoke to uh, Johnny Byer, uh, who's uh, the curator of uh, the, the Banjo Museum in Oklahoma, yeah. and they have a Hall of Fame, and uh, I got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Uh, the, I got voted in. And next year, hopefully, there will be the ceremony, you know, uh, wow. uh, despite of COVID. And but I'm I'm going to have a place in the in the Banjo Music Hall of Fame, which really uh, is amazing. That is phenomenal! Huge congratulations from yeah, everybody thank, here at Deering. Thank you, thank amazing. you. You're, you're up there with some with some big names, right? Yeah, it's it's humbling uh, yeah. to see who's in there, and um, for me as a, you can you know for for. All of you who don't know me, uh, I'm from Europe, uh, and my my English is not all that good. But you know, growing up in Switzerland, I would have never thought that I would be as well ex accepted as a musician as I am, you know, in America. And it's it's a great honor. It truly is. It has to mean a lot, right? It, like it, being it, being from Europe and then coming over and, and being inducted to a Hall of Fame for an instrument that is just not from your part of the world. It's very much here in in America. You know, exactly as, as right. Sense. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Yes, that's that's. Yeah, I, I've been playing banjo for a long time. You know, when you think about it, mm -hmm. I, I started. I had my first first paying show in 1973. So it's been a while. You know. Wow. And and when we and so I uh, started my professional career in 1979, and been pretty much on the road ever since um, until this year. I mean, this year was the first year where where we got grounded, and right. that's it's a weird feeling. I'm 58 now, just turned 58, and for 40 years I'm pretty much was just on the road, uh, constantly. I mean, uh, just playing all the time. And uh, yeah, because you, you uh, went back to Switzerland recently to play some shows. They and they got cancelled kind of last minute as well, right? Yes, we we had a, a, a tour lined up. Um, first of all, to go with Jody, our drummer, and Joel, but then um, Jody couldn't go because they didn't allow Americans to to, to fly into Switzerland yeah. at the time. And then Joel, Jody decided Joel decided not to come either because he he just was afraid of of traveling. Sure. And Uwe said, "Okay, let's let's do it with our old friends Peter and Walter Kaiser, and they're fantastic. They're they're, they're twins, and they're uh, in their mid 60s and they're just phenomenal musicians bass and drum and uh, Walter is well known around the world because he played with Andreas Vollenweider the great harpist you know yeah. who invented you know I mean they he doesn't like the term but they the first Grammy for for um, uh, New Age was invented to honor Andreas Vollenweider you know mm -hmm. uh, but but you know, but Walter is a phenomenal drummer very tasteful and so we rehearsed, you know, and we sent them all the material, of course, in advance and rehearsed. And then we got to play two shows, one in St. Colin, one in Morton. And then COVID, um, you know, the, the government just had to shut down everything. So uh, we were stuck. But first we had to go 10 days in quarantine. 
And then we had three days of rehearsals, two shows, and then we got stuck. So at least we used the time to go to the studio, record an album together. Make the most of the situation. Make the most of the situation. And then so I I became home and um, went straight back to work, you know, with our live streams. And we do two, you know, one on Friday evening at seven, one on Saturday evening at seven. So it's always two live streams a week, you know. And they're fun. I, I would definitely encourage anyone to, to tune in and check them out, especially, especially the cooking. It's really fun. And we're going to add one more. That segues in beautifully to, to why we're here, right? To, to what we're talking about. And Dave, I'm going to let you take over in just a minute. But um, yeah. so, Jens, we, you know, we had talked a, a while about the idea of doing a, another during live session. And yes. um, maybe we could do like a, you know, like a lesson right instead of just like an interview type thing yes and then we spoke what two weeks ago something like that and i said hey what are you interested in doing more than one making it a regular thing yeah you got very excited yes i got very excited you got very excited so so the reason why we're here today is is really to kind of announce um the the new banjo masterclass with jens kruger Yes. We're going to kick off in January, and we're super, super excited about it. And yes. yeah. the first, the first lesson is uh, going to be <laughs> how to mess up in a podcast and forgive yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the and the trick is, how do we do that? Because I do it all the time. I have no, I have no idea. I'm still, <laughs> I, you know, I, after all these years, I still work with stage fright, and uh, really? I, I still, you still have to deal with it. Yeah, it's it's just something that does not go away, um, especially if the situation is a little different than what I'm used to. You know, when I'm with my brother, or when I'm in, a, you know, in a situation where I know um, I, I can deal with it actually fairly easy. It's it, it works works okay. Um, always get a little tense. But right now, it was before, you know, I started playing. And then all of a sudden, I have such trouble concentrating on my music. And I'm starting to think of what am I going to talk about? Or uh-huh. what are these people going to think of me, you know, playing all this weird stuff? <laughs> the, the, the chat room had no problem. Everyone's everyone's super super pumped to be here. And uh, okay. a lot yeah. of congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank the chat room. you. Speaking thank of you. chat, just before we go on, anyone who's watching on the Deering uh, DeeringBanjos.com live page. There is a chat room below the video. I'm running two chat rooms. One's the one on the on the Deering page. You can scroll down a little bit, and there's a chat room there. And there's obviously the one for anybody watching directly on YouTube. So yes, right. um, feel free to jump in and say hi. So um, let's talk about the Banjo Masterclass. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to start in January. Dave, what date do we agree? January 5th, Tuesday, January 5th, we're looking yeah. at yeah, okay. that's a great that's a great day. That's, I think so. It's about as a, as good of a day as it gets. I think so. Yes. So I think what we discussed was we're going to do, and this is going to be a cool format, and we'll, we'll jump into kind of how it's going to work. But it's going to be a live uh, a series of live lectures is what we're talking about. Yes. So you're going to go pretty in depth, and I think um, there'll be the you know a lecture for each session. A week after that, we're going to invite people to come back and maybe have a week to have played with some of those ideas, reviewed the material, and we'll yes. come back and do a, re- a review session from that, from each one to where yes. they can be a bit more interactive, ask questions about different yeah. things. Yeah, um, I put, um, yes, that's exactly right. I, I put yeah. together, you know, five lessons. We're going to stretch out over five months, uh, sure. I guess, you know, and, um, and it, these are five important lectures and I'm just going to sort of lay them out, you know, two, le- two, two topics, Per, per per lecture, and um, 
And, you know, I'm going to show, you know, examples and all kinds of things. And then the banjo players can try it at home, um, see what they think of it. And then we have a chat about it. And, uh, you know, if they have more questions or suggestions and, you know, and all these things. And these are geared for the for the intermediate to advanced player. Um, but, yes. but, but everybody can get something out of it as well. I guess, you know, I mean, it's it's like... I personally like to, I enjoy, you know, watching masterclasses on YouTube. Yeah. You know, I, I go and watch, you know, Isaac Perlman give a masterclass or sure. Anne-Sophie Mutter or, you know, anybody I can find, you know, Maria Jo Paris gives great masterclasses. And I don't, even, I don't play the piano. I don't play, you know, enough violin to really, you know, follow. But I see how they talk about music and uh, what detail they're looking at and, and what they're saying. And, and it really helps me to, to translate it to my instrument as well. So I think at any level can benefit, you know, from, from just ideas, you know, music, mm-hmm. music, uh, uh, teaching. It's not, you know, we talked about that before. It's, it's not like math in a sense. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's not as definite, it's musical concepts, you know, that we that we that we're using, and um, and there are as you know, there are as many musical concepts as musicians, I believe, you know, that, yeah. and and they all, but they can inspire us, you know, to be maybe more free or more um, sure about what we want to do. Right. And you, could you even use these on other instruments other than the banjo as well? Oh, absolutely, I, I think absolutely because they're all dealing with the same. With the same problems, you know, right? Same, same, same problematic uh, idea that we actually have something uh, in our hands, and we try to, you know, find our way around of these intervals of how, where they are, and how we could get to them, and what what we actually experiencing doing them, or what we can expect other people to experience doing this. Right. I'm excited. I'm excited to 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 be to be able to watch yeah. them and be part of them. It's it's just you know the, the the music theory field is a is a field let's say past eight hundred years you know sure. uh, there's a, there's a lot a lot a lot of music happened yeah and then sometimes you know more relevant things happened you know in certain time periods than others you know that we still remember or that are you know very important to us um, and I think it's just interesting to to see you know how it all sort of you know little sort of how I see it maybe how it all you know binds together and what we are still using uh, um, and what we have learned also you know in the difficulty of playing an instrument and how we could you know get to a better place with it Jamie do you want to throw up um, the the topics that we're going to be covering yeah I'm just gonna, let me see if I can share that out so I've already had a couple of people ask about that exact thing so let me this so that should be up there now so this is the first five master classes and there'll be more we're going to add on more but this is the first five which yes. would take us through probably yeah, like closer to april right yeah yeah, april, yeah. May. yeah so um so it's it's a good line so so just an, Jens, as an example um master class one intuitive playing a guide to connect the musical mind with the instrument i mean that's already pretty deep for for most uh, musicians, so could yeah, you give actually, us an uh, overview? Yes, like- absolutely. Yeah, just a, just a little, you know, uh, uh, go on it. It's it, it sounds more complicated than it actually is. But but the thing is that that there's a um, if you let's say you learn a tablature, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you see you play something like, and then you I, I have experienced many times, you know, you show that to a student. And, and these notes just sort of magically appear. There is no connection to why these notes are here. 
right? They sort of, they sort of, you do this and then this happens. And then sort of you learning tunes in a way of uh, remembering phone numbers or uh, trying to remember the, the number P, uh, pi, right? And, uh, and and then all of a sudden you come to the point where you learned you know ten pieces and then your memory is like full, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you start adding more and first things start falling out again, and it's uh, it's it's usually because there's a little disconnect between actually what happens on the instrument and 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 what you understand what happens with the instrument you know and so um, I found it very important to actually learn tablatures and learn music you know to learn a culture. And I'm going to talk about that more, you know, what the difference is between the culture and the artist, the art actually of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the other thing is that you, you, you would think a note, it's like, da, and then you know, da, and then you go, la, 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 and you try to find this note, da, 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 or you can start off, da, da, dum, bum, da, da, dum, da, da, bum. Or just one and you see, I'm only using the, f- the few notes, mm-hmm. but I'm connecting them to my I- intuitive mind. You know, uh, I'm not following a pattern that has been given to me before. I just do exactly what I just feel right now I want to do, and my fingers are doing it. Yeah. Um, you see, that's that's why before, you know, when I, when I messed up, <laughs> I have to go back to that. I wasn't able to hear myself. You see, that that can happen. Right. That you... Right. That, Right. That you get turning it, into the, the the number sort of system in your brain. yeah you're just looking yeah. you're watching your fingers but you're not actually hearing the music anymore because your mind thinks of something else and is not listening to the music anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean that can happen to anybody you know in, mm-hmm. in situations. Um, but to actually start to combine uh, to to connect the mind, you can take anywhere, just play a note da, and then take another one. Da, 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 and because you're always singing along with whatever you do doesn't matter what it is if you play and you sing along your mind starts to remember exactly your hands start to remember what your mind when it when when you hear it your hands will automatically do it right you know and and so that's the connect that's the that's uh creating a connection between the musical mind and the instrument now that is very important uh in addition to just learning patterns, you know, and just sort of following ideas. But I have too many times seen um, even pretty good musicians, you know, following patterns that they don't really understand where the notes are coming from. Yeah. You know, like you would play, yeah. 
wow, that's a great lick. And you learn that, and but you cannot really sing it or you don't really know where the notes are coming from. They sort of magically appear through this pattern that you do. Right, that's the muscle and, memory uh, thing, yeah. And, and, and the banjo is, uh, is very much like that because you have all these, these cross things where a, a, a higher note is not necessarily on the, on the same string, it's on a lower string. And, and that, is, that can be very confusing. And so to get a connection on the banjo, to be more free on the banjo, is, um, is something uh, 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 very, very important. For instance, before when I, when I played, I played something that was actually set, so I had to, had to remember it, which didn't work. <laughs> but so improvising is a lot easier because then you are at the spot where you're actually coming up with it and your mind definitely has to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody can see this. It's going to be, I mean, these topics are going to be well covered, and and they're going to, <laughs> you know, you're going to everybody's going to learn something. Everybody's going to be able to get some pull something out of it. Um, yeah, or melodic content. You know what? How do how you know what is a melody? How does it become a melody? What is a, f- a fragment? What is a you know and. Um, and you know, sort of to understand, you know, that the musical conversation of of melodies and um, the calls and the answers, you know, and all these these kind of concepts, I'm going to talk about in the first lesson. You know. And then the format, we're going to have a follow up. Um, the week later, we're going to have a follow up session where people then can okay. come back after working on that and 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 ask questions in the chat. Correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that would be very nice. Uh, because I'm sure there's questions, or or, or or maybe people just want to call in and say it works, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it, because you know it is. It's interesting, you know. If if I've seen it, you know, with people who start singing along with what they do, and in in uh, in jazz, sometimes they call that the inner ear. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to follow that, and, and you even can see a lot of musicians who improvise. Who you can see that actually they're singing along. Yeah, you know, they yeah. actually sing along with what they do, and it's a good bridge because then you also have licks, you know, that they work, um, uh, and then you can throw in maybe something that you are sure that this is how I'm going to play it and it's going to work. Um, but but then you maybe go back and you you need to, you know, follow your your inner mind, your, your inner idea of the right, music, right. you know. Yeah, string players have that problem of, of falling into patterns and so much as opposed to a horn player is is playing naturally phrasing things because they have to breathe and 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 uh it's less of a pattern sort of oriented instrument as but strings especially banjo because you're you're playing so many notes with the right hand that it's 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 hard to slow down and and yes you're what you're actually doing yes i I think that's there's a lot of uh, uh understanding um, that a discovery that you can have when you play something, uh, you know, when you when you play. Well, that could be nice, but why is it nice? You know, uh, so the basic question: Why do we think? I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm just talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do you Why do you think something is nice or it is not nice? Depends greatly on what you see inside of you when you actually hear that now that sounds for for some people maybe that sounds a little um, strange but after a while you know you can you can clearly see oh this is this is not a an atmosphere that i want to be in uh, or this is a picture where i can where i can sort of see that and this and that um but everybody's has actually sees 
something all the time when they hear music. And depending on whether they like what they see, it's like a dream. Whether they like that dream they're in or not, they like the music. The, the sounds itself don't say anything. You know, they're just sounds. So mm -hmm. they actually connected to our imagination. But because there's a reality that we that we that we live in, you know, what we you know like here, the computer, everything, the things I see, it's overshadowing my inner pictures. But they still determine if I like something or not. And and it's important to look inside and to see what is it that you see. The the, the smallest little snippet, you know, when you listen to music, um, there's uh, um, great lectures on that that I read when I was a kid. Especially in Russia, they teach all the children, or um, they used to at least, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> most yeah. of the children, teach the children emotions not by saying, oh, play soft there or play loud or play, but they say, oh, here's the wolf coming, you know, uh, you know, then you're not going to play, <laughs> you know, you, you play in a different uh, uh, atmosphere. And so, it, so the pictures that are given for, right. for, for uh, the story uh, gives you the emotions, you know, it's like, and, and, and so they teach uh, the, the interpretation through, uh, through, through actual pictures that they, that the stories, um, images, you know, that, pe that, that, that people can, can, can feel and be in, and then their playing instantly goes there. You mm -hmm. don't have to, uh, you, you don't have to force yourself to play louder or, or quieter. Uh, you know, if you see somebody tiptoeing, you know, you're not going to play loud. Right. You know, it's, and, and, but it goes the other way around as well. Yeah. Right. Then you're really tr truly communicating a story when you play as opposed to just making sounds. Yes. It's also very satisfying when you play because you, you know what you want to, uh, 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 you want to show. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, when I started off the piece before. <laughs> So mm -hmm. that that's a lady walking out of a of a hotel for me, walking down mm -hmm. the street, you know, very quietly, where sort of for herself. There's no crowd around. But it's the picture I need to have to see this. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But somebody else might see something else. But for me, it's important to have this picture in my mind so I can actually interpret music. Yeah. I, I remember you talking about this, about your compositional um, tool kind of style too. You use s some photos. Yes. And, and, yeah. and then kind of lay out a... Yeah you know, a, a, a silent still, you know, silent slideshow yeah, yeah. sort of thing. Yes, right. Yes, right. But, you know, of course, you know, but in the lex but in these five lessons, I'm going to talk about very concrete mm -hmm. things, you know, of how to play fast, you know, how to get, how to get good right. tone. You know, how to, how yeah. to, 
get to yeah. that point where you can actually really feel the strings move and you know and all that so that's very important that has a yeah. lot to do with feeling the instrument and 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 i'm going to talk about these subjects and of course I'm going to talk about music theory uh about uh, chord connections of how uh, chords are connected in a traditional sort of way and then uh, more you know in the into the jazz influence and of course you know reaching back to uh, the ideas of common tone and you know all kinds of different concepts that we can use you know different chord structures that we can use scales we can use uh, music theories that are behind laying behind all these concepts uh, that's interesting and of course uh, then also uh, uh, substitutions you know uh, when uwe is playing a g chord i don't need to necessarily play a g chord and uh, what can i use what could i do how can i extend it and how do these flavors sound like and how can i put them on the banjo and how could i use them and will the circle be unbroken <laughs> you know right. and that's so so i'm very excited to talk about all these things you know because it's a good not, mix as well as looking at the list there's, there's a really good mix of like actual technique based areas and, yes. and some are far more philosophical you know they're going to get into kind of like not a tangible lesson but really kind of like using your mind like number, number uh, one of the things on masterclass five is musical structure concepts of musical architecture i'm intrigued by by what that might entail because that's well, it, a technique thing but what, what no it's it's not it's 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 understand it's it's a little bit more looking in depth into musical structures you know like what is a sonata and how does how does actually parts of the sonata sonata mm -hmm. have have a play in modern bluegrass you know uh, mm -hmm. because you have exposition you have the you know uh, uh, you have you have all these elements you know mm -hmm. of of other of, of classical music styles or or let's say Music styles have been around a long time, uh, and we can we can look at these architectural structures. That's an A part or a B part, or you have an A part and a B part, and then the A part and the C part. So you have a rondo form, or uh, right. so you have a serial form, like you have A B C D E, you know, and then you repeat that, and so you have all these different concepts. Or if you play banjo solo music, or you want to enjoy just playing for yourself, do you want to just um, play, let's say, Salt Creek and then play variations of Salt Creek? Or do you play Salt Creek and then you invent something that sounds like Salt Creek, but it's not Salt Creek altogether anymore, but it's like a new part for Salt Creek, right? Mm -hmm. And you can then extend the music and build a bigger a bigger structure. I have to do that a lot when I, when I compose, you know, if I have a, a composition, uh, um, a commission, where I write for bigger uh, symphon uh, sim uh, for sim symphony or um, chamber music works, uh, I need bigger structures. You know, I cannot just play a fundamental. You know, a lot of times, it's just not suitable just to play a, a melody and then come with the next melody and then the next melody and the next. Maybe I want to stick with certain themes. Mm -hmm. You know, that that I that I'm going to reuse in a different way and. Uh, go to a minor key or uh, reverse them or, you know, come all, up with all kinds of different ideas for the new section that based, there are based on a, uh, uh, on these concepts that tie everything together. And these musical structures, once they become a little bit more clear, a lot of music becomes just so much more uh, understandable and, um, you can benefit from listening to them because you understand them so much better, you know? Yeah. 
you know, of the, from the structural side. And then you also, I mean, it, it happened to me, you know, once I started to, of course, you know, there's a lot of people who know, who know more, probably a lot more than me about this, really. I'm not trying to act here like I am. But, but I've been... But I, you know, once I started to realize, you know, what what a sonata, for instance, for instance, was, you know, I I started to appreciate uh, a Beethoven sonatas a lot in a different way because I could see, oh, here he right. leaves the structure, or he right. here here he uses the structure to the full extent, and here you, he he just reinvents himself or just leaves entire pieces away that would actually part of it, and it's a choice. Yeah. But if I didn't know that. I, I would not appreciate you know the the vastness of the of the of the uh, of the vast amount of the choices he made. You know? Yeah, when you understand when you understand you know the form or, or concepts that are that are happening, it, you yes. can appreciate yeah. the, the the art of it all. Uh huh. Yeah. So and, and, and and it can it goes right to to Bill Monroe where you maybe have you know uh, a, a three part piece like uh, Old Dangerfield and mm -hmm. and then you. Uh, and then you have little tails on it, or little things, sort of to end it up, you know, to, right, right. to sort of you know finish it up. And that's also. A, and then when you're just repeating the same thing, like if you have eight bars, you know, here, and then eight bars here, and then you start repeating, it becomes very square. And uh, and then if you just add maybe just this extra six bars of something, right, right. So it becomes something new because you 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 don't fall into this pattern, you know, of things mm -hmm. so easily. And sometimes you you don't need that and you don't want that, but it's just nice to to see that. Also, uh, it's nice how to build phrases out of sentences, you know, or uh, out of words, uh, mm -hmm. you know, out of a phrase that that is dear to you, and you just actually play it the way you say it, and that can be very great inspirational, you know, uh, uh, tool to find new ways of approaching a melody, you know, for instance. Yeah. But yeah. I will talk about this is a lot. But I, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm really excited because the, the, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tools to learn how to play the five string banjo, a lot of books and videos and stuff. But it doesn't get into the musical aspect of the of very often uh, when learning the banjo. It's, it's a lot about learning these these where to put your fingers on the fretboard sort of thing, and and so it's a chance for you know a lot of banjo players to just kind of grow. As a musician, not and uh, so, so I'm I'm very excited because we don't get this opportunity very often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I you have to, yeah. What, what, what I was going to say, Dave, David's going to be. We're going to do this in a format that is uh, again, Dave and I. You know, David. You know, as you know, Jan's a pretty accomplished banjo player himself, both on the five and the four I, string uh, know, models. So he's going to yes. kind of guide everything, but he's you know he's going to be experiencing at the same time as well. So yep. outside of you know, yep. getting getting opportunity for one on one lessons with Jens, <laughs> it's 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 going to be really interesting feedback as well um, from somebody you know in, in on on the team here that we can we can yeah. we can work with yeah. as well. A lot of people very excited about this. This is going to be fun. I think. Well, you know, I think the, the there's a there's there's these battlegrounds, you know, uh, of. <laughs> music. <laughs> At one point, you got to sort of you know master a certain amount of technique. Mm -hmm. But as you know, there's a lot of people who who maybe play 
uh, play a lot of pieces, you know, but they don't seem to be so happy about it. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you see people, they don't even play that well and they're very happy. Um, or, or then have you have people who don't play well, they're not happy. And we want to change that. You know? <laughs> try to make them all happy. <laughs> try, to make them, try to make them all happy because it's this battleground, you know, that we have of mastering technique and then also playing really what you like, you know, right. really, right. really playing things right. that you, that you feel like they're really worth spending the time for that you live. And, uh, uh, and that has a lot to do with the imagination um, what you see, what you what you want to hear, and to develop that is is a beautiful journey. And I I I'm very um, uh, convinced that I that I can help. You know, because the, it, it, music. You know, when when you look at we talked about this. You know, yesterday. But I just to just to give the, the two balance. You know, one is really the the finding te the technique. You know, the the other is the the emotional reaction. Uh, first of all, you know the emotional reaction that that I have to it while I play, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, how do I experience it? But that's the art. You see, the art is nothing else than uh, a human-made something that that inspires a emotional reaction in another human, mm -hmm. right? And now, of course, nature would do the same thing, but it's not in that sense. We don't look at it as art because it's not human-made. You know, it's nature. That's that's perfect in itself, right? We don't have to, and it's, it will be always be inspiring. But but the actions that we can do, um, uh, paint a painting, or um, uh, you know, it, 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 there's an emotional reaction to something that a human does, uh, you know, and displays, and and that is uh, that becomes art. Now, if that becomes uh, uh, accepted and used, it becomes culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we we can learn from the culture, from things that been that have been accepted. Um, the, the 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 richness of the emotions that are already have been put into music that we can learn from. And and on the other on the other hand, you know, the, the, to collect these things uh, that we that touches us, you know, like Peter Peter Wernick once said to me. Uh, what was it? He asked me once, "Why do you? Why do I like this?" And he said, "And we, we were at Rocky Grass, and he said, isn't it a phenomenon? I just love that one and the six, you know." Uh -huh. And I said, "Yes, uh, absolutely." And you know, and uh, that's the mystery. We don't have to have the answer for that, but we have to understand that we like that. You know, mm -hmm. you see, that's that's the point. It's not to trying to put a label really just on it, but it's just good to identify it, you know. It's like for me, when I first, when I was a, a, about five, six years old, I played accordion and I, I, um, I found just the combination of chords that would go... And just this... You know, these, they, 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 they just do something to me that I really enjoy. So I have them, you know, plentiful in my music, you know, and uh, and and you might find other things, you know, that are very important uh, to you. Um, like a lot of people think, maybe somebody else reacts that way to, to something, mm -hmm. you know, that he finds, you know. Yeah. Sounds awesome. It's, it's, 
yeah, we've got, like I said, we've got the first five kind of mapped out at this point. Uh, Jens, and there, like I said, there will be more. What's your, what's your hope from it? Is it, is it just to kind of help people genuinely get better at playing the banjo? Or is there other things that are important to you as a, as a teacher? And, and quite frankly, dare I say a hall of fame inductee, um, what, what's in, what were you hoping to, that is going to be the result of the, of the course here? Well, I, th I think there's two aspects, you know, in music. One is interest, you to be the interest that's, that you get satisfied, you get, you get a lot of satisfaction out of learning something new. I think it's just beautiful to, yeah. to have something new in life. It's, it's exciting. You know, every day we're looking for something, a little piece, little, another, another piece of the puzzle. Right. And, um, uh, and I want, you know, to help people to be a little bit more happy with the music they do, uh, they play. Um, Self-critic is a good thing, but it can also be overbearing. There needs to be a balance, you know, of that and, uh, and to find things that actually truly make you happy playing the banjo. Because I think in my, in my profession, 40 years, you know, of playing I mean, I, I used to play up to 240 shows a year. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think about it. Just around town, but it's traveling. just, it's just. Uh, but in all these years and on so many stages, I I just wondered, you know, why are people coming to see us? You know, uh, because obviously something happens. You know, there's a there's a sense of curiosity and uh, entertainment, and you know, getting their thoughts of their daily things, and. Uh, and then there's emotions that they have while they listen to the music that makes them sort of happy. So we're actually happy makers. And, um, you know, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a great term, happy makers. You know, cool. and, and with a banjo, especially, you know, people expect to be happy when they listen to a banjo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, of course, you know, not always the case. But uh, <laughs> well, looking, looking at the chat here, and, and our good friend Hank Smith is, uh, is chiming in because we yeah. love Hank, right? And he says, Jens always taught me that the technique is there to serve the emotion, not the other way around. It's well, that's <laughs> well, Hank is just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being and a wonderful banjo player and a good friend of mine. I just don't see him enough. Uh, he's just a wonderful, wonderful man and uh, he plays so well and he's. Is, he's a big inspiration for a lot of people, you know. So we're, that's what we're trying to do, you know. We, we're trying to ease the minds of people. That's our job, you know. If, if it looks like work when we're on stage, nobody wants to see us work. Right. <laughs> it's got to be fun. It's got to be fun. Yes, you know. I, so so yes, I, I, is, wish, I wish yeah. people to, to just be uh, more inspired. That's, that would be the right word, you know, just to be more happy, more eager to learn more, to play more, just to, uh, to have more fun with it, yes. I think that's that's about as good as a as a sum up that we can get, right? Yeah. So we're gonna, Dave, we're gonna start sending out emails about this fairly soon, right? To get to start uh, yeah. getting people signed on. Um, it's wide open. There's no there's no limit to who who can sign on. Yeah, it's totally um, free. Totally free. So come join us starting on which day? January fifth. January fifth, Tuesday, January fifth. Okay. Exactly. I have, and there's so many people, Jens. You're an inspiration, Jens. Keep on doing what you do, from Rob. Um, yeah, John Buchanan saying how blessed he is to be around you several times, and it's just you know, you know amazing experience. So it's very very excited about this, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mark Olson, Jens, you have turned on a musical light bulb for me today. 
So already, just before we started this, I think this is going to be a really, really good, good series of, of lessons. Um, yeah. Before we start signing up and wrapping up here, I do have one question from, yes. uh, I don't know the name, but 222 Tweed asks, it's not related to the course necessarily, but would love to know the exact banjo model and string gauge. Jens and his banjo sounds wonderful. Now, I know the answers, so does Dave, okay. but uh, you want to just do a quick rundown of, of yeah. what's making you sound so good today? <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank. All in the microphone, apparently. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, I, I use, this is a, this is a, a Deering, uh, Jens Kruger model. I'm very honored. Um, the neck is actually a Tenbrook's neck because my neck broke last year. And... Um, uh, and so I've been playing this neck now for a year on this banjo, which was a spare neck that I had. But it's the same material that's on my on my uh, 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 Jens Kruger model. Well, the Jens Kruger model it sounds so sounds so big, but it's actually a Tenbrooks when you think about it. It's the same as a as a Tenbrooks model, but it's just mine. Mine is uh, a gold plated and engraved and you see it's all common loose a little bit after all the years of playing and um, i got a radius fingerboard and stainless steel frets because they are a little bit uh, uh, they last longer so i don't have to worry on the road you know if i get a bus and then uh, uh, i use um, um, uh, uh, the head it's, it's right around a g a little higher a remo head and I, this bridge has been on my banjo for 12 years. Wow. And I have actually people fixed it for me because I just like this bridge. It's just been with me for a long time. It's a good bridge. I had the ebony replaced and, you know, I did all kinds of things to it, but it's a great bridge. Then uh, I use um, a new set of strings that I um, uh, uh, started using because I don't have to play as loud at home and for the podcasts and for the, for the studio as I do on stage sometimes. So this is 10 and a half, 11 and a half. 13, 22, 10 and a half. Yeah, and then I use uh, uh, blue uh, uh, blue chip, you know, is this is this thumb pick. But I think I'm gonna switch over to the uh, 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 pro pick thumb pick oh. uh, because uh, yes, we talked about you know changing yeah. changing this and that. Once they become a little bit more comfortable, I like the tone of the of the of the pro pick very very much. Uh, of the new there's a new plastic on the you know there's a new and it sounds phenomenal actually <laughs> it sounds so much better than anything i ever used but anyway and for the finger picks i use the hofmeyer picks because they sound nice and dark uh, so i can have a nice crack with the banjo um and uh, but it still is nice and mellow was that too long i think no that was pretty pretty good pretty good i like that and yep. news on the strings coming soon can't say anything now all right very cool so January 5th, a really, really good way to start off the new year. If you're looking to really take your playing and your, your kind of knowledge to a, a new level, you're, you're being taught by, frankly, one of the best. And uh, I think we all agree with that one. So, you're too yeah. kind. <laughs> I just want my Christmas gift again. That's <laughs> I know, it's on its that. way. It's on its way. It's on it. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, that was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Um, any any 
closing thoughts, Jens? Well, no, I'm just glad that I can do this. I want to uh, thank <coughs> the whole Deering crew that I that I that I'm invited to uh, give these these lectures because this is very exciting uh, to 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 be uh, with the company. I've been with the company for many years, and I love everybody, you know. And I I just wish that you know when I when I see you, I want to come out to the company, you know, and walk around and look at the banjos, you know. And uh, it's just you know for me, it's a great honor. So I'm really looking forward. It's an honor to have you, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, soon, I mean, if anyone who's ever hugged Jens, he does the best hugs ever. So it'll be good to see you in person, hopefully sometime soon, and we, we can do this in, you know, in the showroom instead of over, over Zoom. Yes. But uh, cool. Do you want to play us out for a minute? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to play a little okay. bit of my, um, my daughter's piece, Miriam. It's, it's, oh, awesome. Very good. Um, so before we go, uh, next Tuesday, just a quick reminder for anyone who tuned in uh, a little later today. Next Tuesday, which is the 22nd at noon, we will have the last Deering Live 2020 featuring Greg and Janet and Jamie Deering yes. and a, a slew of special guests, which I'm sure you'll be there as well. We're going to drop in whenever they feel like it. So it's going to be an off-the-cuff, not particularly rehearsed. So come join us at noon next week. Grab a coffee, grab a tea, grab whatever you want. It's going to be 5 o'clock somewhere probably. So Noon Pacific time. Three noon Pacific time, I should say. That. So, if you, <laughs> so we'll see you then. We'll send out emails to remind you. And thank you, everybody, as always, for joining us. Jens, take it away, my friend. Yeah.
Thank you.